I'm Claire. And I'm Liz. And this is The Balancing Act, a podcast where we talk about law, life, and everything in between. Okay, Liz, you and I have both been practicing for a good chunk of time. You've been practicing a few years longer than I have. But what has changed from when you started your own firm or or began work as a lawyer to now? Have there been some major changes? I would say that the biggest change is with e-filing. What's e-filing? E-filing is electronic filing. I believe that's what the E stands for. <laughs> Probably. Yes. And so back in the old days, when we would file a case with the court, we would have a couple options. We could either physically go into the courthouse and go up to the window and hand the papers to the person working, pay the fee, watch them stamp all of the papers. <laughs> and I, I did that sometimes. I've done it before, too. And then you could mail it or you could fax it. So e-filing has replaced all of those methods, I believe, at least for, for attorneys. attorneys. Although, of course, there's been times where if you, you know, if the parties reach an agreement at court and they both sign something and they give it to the judge, the judge won't necessarily make, you know, everyone leave and scan it. I have been in front of a child support magistrate that had me go down and oh scan gosh. and e-file Oh my the document wow. as opposed to handing a copy to her clerk. But yes, yes. I agree. Most yes. most uh, judges and ju- or judicial officers will just say, oh, can you give a copy to the clerk? We'll get it taken care of. That's interesting. But I mean, yeah, I don't even know what, I really don't know what to say to that because I'm just imagining <laughs> being in the courtroom and saying, oh, I have this agreement and then leaving to scan. And I, I understand why, but... It was a little awkward all the way around. For sure. For sure. So uh, really, e-filing is the biggest one. And I personally don't mind it in any way. I find it much easier. I like that I can literally serve the other attorney with documents immediately through email versus faxing it and dealing with that mess or when you're like needing to mail something and you're weighing it on the postage scale. Yeah. (laughs) So how about you, Claire? What has changed a lot for you during your time? E-filing as well. Certainly that transition um, because even once it kind of started as a pilot program, it took several years for all the counties to kind of make it mandatory. So there was a fairly long transition period between the mailing faxing option and the e-filing option in different counties had different timelines. But, and I agree, for the most part, I like the e-filing system. Sometimes it's a little clunky. Mm-hmm. Sometimes something gets a little wonky. Yes. But for the most part, it is better, I think, because it also saves time for the clerks mm-hmm. at the Absolutely. courthouses because they were scanning things anyway. Mm-hmm. And so now that makes it a little bit easier for them. I would also say with faxing, you know, faxing used to be a huge thing, not just with filing with the court, but also like service uh-huh. between yes. attorneys. Yes. And the faxing dropped off so much after my first couple years of practice. I no longer have a fax number mm-hmm. because I was getting like so few faxes a year. It just, it wasn't worth it. 
um, for the people who felt as though they couldn't like email or securely electronically send information they just would mail it as opposed to to faxing what about text messages has your communication with clients changed at all since your practice started yes certainly i've had a couple clients try and text me and i always try and say you know if it's just a quick question like what courtroom are we in? What courtroom are we in? That's a perfect like text message like question and response. But if it's, can you explain again what a healthcare directive does? Or, well, this and this and this happened, so I don't want to do parenting time. You know, that's not text message level yeah. questions. Not just from an attorney ethical standpoint, mm-hmm. but um, from just good communication and kind of preserving that communication, um, email or phone or an in-person meeting is just so much better. A lot easier to convey ideas as well. I've noticed too that I have been using a lot more text messages and social media posts as evidence. In oh, sure. Yeah, Facebook and whatnot was around when I first started. There were obviously smartphones too, but I don't think people even knew how to screenshot things. I remember people bringing in phones with messages and we would put them on top of the copy machine <laughs> and make a copy that yeah. way. Yep. Um, and so, I mean, now it's like, oh, the, look at, you know, look at these texts from, you know, my ex. Right. About blah, 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 parenting time or threatening me right. or whatnot. And so... Just being able to be more technologically advanced in our ability to preserve those text messages has been a big change. I would also say that certainly email existed well before opening practice, but it also seems like people now, and maybe it's because most people get emails onto their phones too, Mm -hmm. not just having to log on to a desktop computer to check email. But people, it seems like when you email a question, want a response within like 10 minutes. Correct. Um, When that's obviously not always possible if you're in court or meeting with a client or doing other work, you can't always reply immediately. So I think that that kind of level of urgency Mm -hmm. or that thought of needing like an immediate response has increased. I agree. And I think... You know, it's important to set expectations with clients and opposing counsels even about it. And I mean, again, like one thing that I always try to remember is that we're dealing, you know, usually with our clients, we're working with them in some of the hardest times of their lives. And so they're very, you know, they're emotional. And I, you know, I can understand that because we've all been through tough times So I can understand why an immediate response can feel really necessary. But sometimes an immediate response isn't the best response. Yeah. And so I try to convey that to my clients. And there have been times as well where, you know, if someone's really emotional, they what they said in one email might be different than even how they're feeling in a few hours. So sometimes it's important to just let things sit unless it's, you know, obviously there's emergencies that you have to respond to, but right. yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. And sometimes, you know, I'll I'll get a, a lengthy email that requires a lot of thought and consideration and response. And I can see that they they want a response right away. And if I don't have the time for that, I'll say, these are great points, an excellent email that requires additional thought and consideration. Let me think about it and I'll get back to you, you know, tomorrow or in two days or whenever. And so they know like, hey, I've been heard. Yes. And, oh, my question was so deep and important. It requires additional thought. And that allows for a cooling off period, but it also allows for a more thoughtful response. 